Welcome to the Little Man Big Mouth Podcast with me, Jonah. I'm a kid who loves sports. I can talk about sports every day, all day. Think you can handle that? Then stick around for today's show. Our guest today is A.J. Meyer, an analytics coordinator for the San Antonio Spurs. But first, let's check out what's happening this week in the sports world. First, the NBA is now deciding on the Rookie of the Year award. Even though we have not seen any games in a while, basketball is trying to move forward. I wonder if the Defensive Player of the Year award will go to COVID-19 for having shut out every team for two months. Our second story, the SpaceX and NASA launch on Saturday. It was the first launch from the U.S. to take astronauts in the last nine years. I guess now they can finish filming Space Jam 2 on location from the space station. Strange news alert, a University of Arizona biology professor recorded a Saturday morning cartoon come to life. Michael Bogan's video showed a coyote chasing a roadrunner down the street. Luckily, life imitated art. The roadrunner from the video escaped the real-life wild E. Coyote. Meep, meep. Our next segment is Heroes and Zeros, hosted by my twin brother, Gabriel. Take it away, Gabriel. Thank you, Jonah. This is Heroes and Zeros, where we look at the best and the worst of the sports world. Our zero of the week is the MLB Owners and MLB Players Association for not coming to an agreement about the season. They have baseball in Korea and in Taiwan, but in America they can't seem to get it right. All people want is to watch baseball and sports. These billionaire owners and millionaire players better figure this out soon, but now they are the zeros of the week. Our Heroes of the Week is the San Francisco 49ers. The 49ers organization donated $1 million to groups creating change after the murder of George Floyd. The money will go to local and national organizations that's trying to make our world a better place by addressing discrimination and racism. The 49ers organization is truly the Heroes of the Week. I hope that they will inspire others to follow in their lead. Now on to Stick By Your Picks. Jonah and I will dissect the NFL schedule one week at a time. We will pick our winners for five games each week. These are ironclad picks. That's right, we are very confident. We will not change our minds or our picks, no matter what happens between now and the games. Our lawyers have asked us to let you know that you should not bet your house on our picks. This is for entertainment purposes only. We are now up to week three. Announcer, tell us our first game. The Miami Dolphins go to visit the Jacksonville Jaguars. Dolphins are favored by one. I will choose the Miami Dolphins. They will win because the Jags have to figure out who's going to be their quarterback and who's going to be that wide receiver who steps up because Marcus Lee has gone. I agree. Dolphins are going to take this one. The Jags are rebuilding and they are going to tank for Lawrence. 
Announcer, what is the next game? The Denver Broncos host Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at Mile High. Buccaneers are an early one-point favorite. The Buccaneers are going to lose to the Broncos for a couple of reasons. One, the Broncos are the only team with a winning record versus Brady. Another reason is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have to suffer the time difference and the altitude. I will definitely disagree with you. The Bucs with Brady, Gronk, and Mike Evans will destroy and take apart the Broncos' defense. Announcer, what is the next game? The New England Patriots host the Las Vegas Raiders. Patriots are a five and a half point favorite. I am going to pick the Patriots because they have everything set. Their O-line they got, they got wide receivers, and they got the quarterbacks. Who do the Raiders have? Marcus Mariota and Derek Carr. I don't think they're going to stand a chance against the Patriots defense. I agree. But I think this is going to be a nail-biter. Neither of the teams have good quarterbacks, and it's just going to come down to who is the better coach. Announcer, what is the next game? The New Orleans Saints host the Green Bay Packers. Saints are a five-and-a-half-point favorite. The Saints are going to be the victors in this one, as the Saints are going to steamroll everyone in their way to the Super Bowl. I will agree that the Saints will win, but I think it will be just by a few. I think it's going to be a very close game with Rodgers and Breeze going head-to-head. Announcer, what is the last game? The Baltimore Ravens host the Kansas City Chiefs. The Ravens are favored by two points. I think the Baltimore Ravens will win this one. The more Jackson's just going to run over the Chiefs' defense. I disagree. The Chiefs are going to win this one because they are going to know their game plan, the Ravens' game plan. This time, they're going to beat them on Monday Night Football. I was wrong. And there you have it, folks. Stick by your picks. Thank you, Gabriel, for those last two segments. Now it's time for Unscripted. Some shows have a mystery crate or a fancy producer to give them content. Me, I have a lucky Patriots hat. I'm going to draw out some news and opinions from the week and give you my unscripted reaction. These are not just hot takes. They are in fuego. First off, NASCAR has returned. Is it a real sport? I think it is a real sport because this is a professional game where people bet money on it and also you do win grand prizes and you also win a trophy. So I think it is a real sport. In addition, the drivers are also athletes because they have to have flex, fast reflexes on those sharp turns and to go 200 miles per hour without crashing. Our second unscripted, ESPN reports that the NBA might finish the season at Disney. Will lack of home court hurt LeBron? I think not. LeBron has a sturdy team with him, so if he does not do well on in the first games without home court, the other players like Anthony Davis will save him there. 
I think LeBron will be fine without a home court. Lastly, can you put pineapple on pizza? I think that is correct. You can put pineapple on pizza. I love it. It's Hawaiian style. It's a great taste of fruity flavor on pizza. And also for adults, when kids really want pizza, just put some fruit on like pineapple. And there you go, a full meal on pizza. So that does it, folks, for our unscripted segment. Next, an amazing interview. My guest today is A.J. Meyer, an analytics coordinator for the San Antonio Spurs. Thank you for joining me today. Thanks for having me, Jonah. How are you doing? Doing well, doing well. You know, it's a little bit different times, but, you know, got to make the best of it. How's everything going your way? Things are going good, good on my end. Can you explain to my audience what is a coaching analytics coordinator does? Definitely. So my job is to, to work with our coaching staff to, you know, help turn basketball into numbers, numbers into basketball. So I'm working with them and making decisions about our own team, making decisions about, you know, how we want to prepare for opponents, you know, on a day-to-day basis, um, you know, helping them analyze the data, uh, you know, come to conclusions to, you know, help them make the best decisions that they can, uh, you know, alongside working with our front office and, you know, all of our, our personnel decisions and, and helping our, you know, general manager, team president and everyone else, you know, make yeah. the best decisions we can as an organization to, to win as many games as we can. Okay. So what is your favorite part about that job? Favorite part, you know, it's probably twofold. First is, you know, right on my worst day, it's still just basketball. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's tough to complain too much when, you know, you get up and, and you're focused on basketball throughout the day. Um, yeah. You'd go along with that. It definitely comes back to the people. You know, we spend a lot of time working together, a lot of hours in it. It's a lot of really good people who work really hard that, you know, I enjoy being around. It goes a really long way, you know, with what we do. Yeah. That sounds amazing. Yeah, definitely. If you, uh, if you told 12 year old me that this is where I'd be, uh, you know, 14 years later, I don't know if I'd believe you. So <laughs> what are you doing now during this time of COVID? Yeah. So it's definitely, uh, you know, some unknowns for us, right? You know, normally our draft would be about a month from now with free agency right after. Yeah. You know, if, if basketball comes back, it's probably not happening then. So you know, for us, it's just trying to be prepared. Right. You know, being prepared among uncertainty. So getting ready and, and figuring out, you know, what roster decisions we might have to make when it's time to make those this summer and what the best ones would be, you know, and then hopefully soon preparing to, to play some games again and, and get that together. That, that would sound amazing if we got to get basketball back in session before the season ends. Amen to that. Do you think basketball will be back this season? You know, it's looking more and more likely, right? I'm sure you've seen some of the reports that have been coming out the last few days. I think everyone would love to see basketball back as soon as it can be. So, you know, I'm optimistic, but there's no guarantees, right? Yeah, no guarantees. So uh, what, do you, what do you think about the NBA playoff proposal? It's interesting, right, because there are a few of them being talked about and a, a lot yeah. of different options, um, right? There's going straight to the playoffs and only 16 teams go. Mm-hmm. There's all 30 teams go in. There's some, you know, 20, 22, 24 team proposals that have been thrown around, you know, I think at the end of the day, number one is you have to keep everyone safe. Yeah. Right. Whatever decision gets made, keeping the players, the coaches, the staff, and, you know, and the arena staff safe has to be the you know number one priority for the league. Definitely. Um, I give a, a lot of credit to, you know, commissioner silver, 
and his staff and, and really the league as a whole for, for really yeah. putting an emphasis on that. So uh, you had a similar position in college at Notre Dame. Uh, do you prefer to work with college or NBA players? It's a good question. You know, I work you know, definitely more with the staff than I do with the players um, on both fronts, um, but especially at the NBA level. Um, you know, working with the NBA is very different because we have so much more information and data to base everything off of. You know, to start, we play 82 games, and the games are a little bit longer and a little faster paced. So we have as much data in a season as a college program gets in like seven to ten games for the wow. you know, right. So our entire college season is about seven to ten NBA games worth. And then add on to that, what kind of data we collect. So in the rafters of every NBA arena, there are 10 tracking cameras. Okay. And each one of them takes 25 pictures a second to figure out where all 10 players and the ball are at every moment of the game. Whoa. And the company that runs this, it's called Second Spectrum. And they run it through some algorithms that then spit out every different action. So if we want to find a pick and roll that was run this season, we have every single pick and roll from the NBA tagged automatically yeah. from these cameras. So it's crazy the amount that we can do with that where, you know, you don't have that same thing in college. Yeah. You know. So I know you also were an intern for the Atlanta Hawks. Are all NBA teams the same? No. Teams function very differently, different places. So, right, the structure in San Antonio is, you know, Coach Pop is both the head coach, but he's also the team president. So he has final basketball-making decision power, you know, mm -hmm. for the organization. Where in Atlanta, um, you know, it was actually functioning very similarly while I was there. Uh, you know, Coach Bud was moving into the team president role alongside his head coaching duties, as Wes Wilcox was moving into the general manager role. But the structure of the front offices under them are a little bit different, right, in terms yeah. of you know, how big an analytics group there is. It's a little bit bigger here in San Antonio than it was in Atlanta at the time. Oh. How many scouts are involved? Every, you know, element of it, every organization functions at least a little bit differently. So how was working with Greg Popovich? Coach Pop is a, a great guy to work for. Um, at the end of the day, somebody gets the bigger picture and that, yeah. that really makes a big difference. You know, that's a guy who's forgotten more about basketball than you and I will ever know. Really? Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's my point. He knows so much that he was able to forget. If he forgot about a bunch of things, mm -hmm. it's still more all those things he's forgotten about than we'll know. He's yeah. you know really good at what he does. You know, great with people, great with basketball. Obviously, been unbelievable learning from him for the past few seasons. Is it hard to work with the players as someone who did not play college or professional basketball? Yeah, so you know my role isn't working directly with the players as much, um, okay. but at the same time. You know, a player, a player has to know that you know what you're talking about, or you yeah, know, they probably aren't gonna gonna want to engage with it. So, you know, the the key is just you know having you know building those relationships and being able to have those conversations. And and you know, in my role, it's you know leave it to the coaches to coach, right? Mm -hmm. My job is to support them where I can. You said build a relationship. Do you spend time with some of the players during the summer? Like, do you hang out with them? No, I'm not like hanging out with them outside. Uh, you know, there are guys, you know, when we're out at summer league when we're around the building and whatnot, yeah. you know, we'll, we'll catch up and, and, you know, and talk, but it's not like I'm, you know, going traveling around seeing yeah. guys in different places throughout the summer, wherever they're living. When did you start working with the Spurs? So this is uh, coming to the end of my fourth season. So oh. uh, August, 2016. Wow. 
So it w- was it amazing working with like people like Kawhi Leonard or DeMar DeRozan? Yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, those are, are some, some great basketball players. I've been lucky to see see a lot of great players in my time in San Antonio, and we've had some good runs. You know, obviously, the you know, the guys who are really good, they're fun to watch, you know. Yes. But, you know, for us, it's, you know, we're putting a whole team together, and, and you know, there's a lot of talent in this, in this league, from, you know, the best players who, you know, you're seeing on Sports Center every night to the guys mm-hmm. who are fighting just to have a contract the next summer. So, you know, it's, it's a great, great group of people, 1 through 17, on that roster. So would you ever work for any other sport than basketball? You know, I'm not opposed to it, right? It's not, you know, not like I'm looking to go somewhere else. I'm definitely a basketball yeah. guy. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I'm also not one to, to close myself off to, you know, any potential opportunities and things might go. You know. So where do you see yourself in 10 years? Do you see, like, yourself still working with the Spurs or, like, with another team? It's a great question. Uh, one I wish I had a better answer for you for. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, it could go a lot of different directions, right? You know, I yeah. think the biggest thing for you know anyone who's looking to be in sports is there is no one path. No, no two people get somewhere the exact same way. So, yeah, I love it in San Antonio. Love the people I work with. Would love to continue to grow there. We'll move around a lot in this business, and you know, you never know what'll happen. Uh, so, what would you tell someone my age who wants to work in sports? So, you know, the first thing I do is just you know. Keep working hard at whatever it is you do, um, right? Because to work in sports, if you don't have the work ethic to go alongside it, it's really hard to make it because someone is always going to be willing to go do the work. Now, on top of that, you know, just as you continue to get older, keep building out whatever skill set it is, whatever, you know, makes you, you, uh, and be passionate about it. Be really good about it, right? If sports is your passion, figure out what in sports is your passion, if it's working team side, great. What about working on the team side would you really want to do? If it's working as a broadcaster, great. Are you going to love getting up, getting out of bed, and being in yeah. Boise, Idaho tomorrow morning <laughs> uh, in the dead middle of winter for a game um, that yeah. you know, not a lot of people are going to watch? Um, so, you know, it's, it's you got to do it because you love it as much as anything else. So I appreciate you coming today. As you, as you might know, we asked every guest to take a rapid-fire quiz. So keep All right. your mind, don't think, and fast answers. You ready? Let's do it. Okay. Marvel or DC? Ooh, not, not really into either. Okay. Cats or dogs? Dogs. Star Wars or Star Trek? Neither. Inside or outside? Outside. Car or motorcycle? Car. Chair or couch? Couch. Football or football? Football. Pool or beach? Pool. Netflix or Disney Plus? Netflix. Hot dog or hamburger? Burger. Good job. They answer all uh, correctly. I feel like you you grade these quizzes now, right? Uh, no, <laughs> not good. And finally, uh, my listeners really want to know what is your highest score in bowling? My highest score in bowling? Yes. I actually have a great story for this one. I was out in Utah two, almost three summers ago now, and I bowl a 185. Okay. Which is my, my highest by probably 40 to 50. And I did not bowl again for a year and a half because I wanted to say that was the last score I bowled hmm, for whoa. a long time. <laughs> That's an interesting story. Just to keep it going, just to say, I got 185. 
And that's what I'm going to end it on. Right. If someone asked me, hey, what's the last score you bowled? I could say 185. It's not what I can say anymore, but it's a much cooler thing to be able to say that. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So I appreciate you coming on the show and taking the time and effort to come do the show with me. No problem. Thanks for having me, Jonah. Really glad you're, uh, you're doing the podcast. I'm very excited. Hopefully it gets bigger. No doubt. Just bring me back on at that point, all right? Got it. Perfect. <laughs> it was great talking with AJ and learning about sports analytics. Now, what would sports talk be without lists? Bupkis. So here are my list of the day. Top five, football stadiums. Number five, the Broncos Mile High Stadium. The noise on third down might make third down a little difficult for the opponents trying to get a first down. Number four, Gillette Stadium. In the snow, rain, or sun, the Patriots could play in any weather in their stadium. Number three, the Falcons Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Can be an inside or outside stadium. The opponent will never know. Number two, Arrowhead Stadium for the Chiefs. So many people to make so much noise. Hard to concentrate on the play that the opposing team is trying to work with. We don't know what Vegas will be like for the Raiders. That will have to wait until next year. For now, my number one is the Century Link Field with the Seattle Seahawks. That famous 12th man really makes a difference. Having all the fans jumping and screaming can rattle any opposing quarterback. All right, thanks for joining me on th- for this edition of Little Man Big Mouth Podcast. Check out our next episode when it drops. Until then, see ya! You can find the Little Man Big Mouth Podcast on your favorite podcast service. Listen, subscribe, and review to let others know how much you love the show. You can also follow us on Instagram, Little Man Big Mouth Show. This has been a Hefeweizen Podcast production.